What's good, Hoop Dreams family? We are back. Sorry to leave you for so long. It's Joe here, Chikudi. Say what's up to the people, man. What's good, guys? It's the first podcast of 2021. We're excited. There's content on the way. And this should be a good episode. Is this really the first one of 2021? Yeah, first one. Our last one was the 30th of December. That's when we... Oh, we suck. <laughs> yeah. has, it been, has it been 20 days? 20 days into 2020? Hey, we're here, though. Hey, blame blame my laptop for that. That's that's what I can say. Hey. Yeah. Shout out to Chikudi's laptop, man. Any, any laptop sponsors listening to this podcast want to sponsor us, send us a free laptop, you know, mm, we'll I'm all for it. Like that. Yeah, man. Yeah, we could definitely use that. So, uh, <laughs> hook us up, man. But yeah, man, it's good to be back. Uh, bro... Like, how are you keeping? Like, how's things going? We're in another lockdown here. Everything's yeah. moving a bit mad in London. Um, you know, it's, it's been, it's, it's like what it was like six months ago, isn't it? It's kind of, yeah. we're, we're in the same space we were in it. So, uh, yeah. I'm definitely used to it. You know, it, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's definitely, um, having basketball around definitely, uh, kind of makes up for it a little bit. So, uh, yeah, it is what it is. That's the, that's the kind of blessing and the curse of it for me. It's like, like I know I'm better prepared to deal with it. At yeah. least I know what the deal is now. And we know there's kind of like, there should be a light at the end of the tunnel. But for me, it's also, when I watch like the world of sport going on, I'm like, there's some normality, but there's not normality in, in real life. You know, it's like, I can see all this stuff that's normal going on. And I'm so grateful to have the, to have a basketball happening and like a nice distraction. But I'm like, man, can I just not get out and do, do just live my life? But mm. it's all good. We're going to be back out soon. Um, it's been a big week of basketball, a big couple weeks of basketball. Yeah. Um, remember we talked about Christmas Day? Christmas Day, it was a disappointment. Yeah. It, the, the, the games the games look good on paper, but uh, I think every game was a blowout, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. No, not really a close game in sight, but uh, yeah, I think... Everything was double digits. Yeah, it, it just wasn't, wasn't what we anticipated it to be, so... um. Thankfully, then, yeah. Thankfully, we saw a uh, MLK day. Yeah, it delivered for us. You know, uh, a good slate of games. Uh, all, all games mm-hmm. that one on national TV were close, decided within like excellent, one or two excellent games, one or two possessions, and uh, a great watch overall. Yeah, and these are games that, of course, were helped by you know a few certain a few certain NBA dealings and goings on. Mm. But uh, you know, definitely just overall great games. Not as impressive on paper you could argue but man these games were fun to watch and um yeah man i like wake up the next day i watched um i caught the was it bucks nets i caught the bucks, bucks nets Dicks, yeah yeah that was great um watched the highlights from the warriors lakers the next day and man i felt so weird seeing the warriors on like the opposite side of it because you're used to them being the uh, the powerhouse and the kind of the seemingly unbeatable team yeah and then to see them come as underdogs and take down the lakers i thought was really really something special yeah, it was a great game. Um, I think seeing uh, the comeback from that Warriors team, it felt like the Lakers were kind of sleepwalking through that entire game. Kind of felt as if okay, we'll we'll put them away. You know, once it gets to the fourth, the, but the Warriors were hanging around uh, the, off the bench. Eric Pascal played well for the Warriors. Um, yes, even though Draymond didn't necessarily have a big scoring night, I felt like he, he definitely helped with that Golden State team. Same with Steph. Steph didn't necessarily shoot all that well, but his gravity, the fact that he's such an amazing shooter. He has two bodies on him. It allows other guys to get open. Ubre had probably the best game he's had in the Warriors jersey. I mean, he's really struggled, especially from three this year. Yeah. And um, yeah, he got to rim, made a couple of threes as well. And I feel like he was definitely one of the best players of the Warriors. Yeah, 
he was excellent, man. I was worried that Calibre had been going to the, the Ben Simmons school over summer, you know, because it seemed like he had nothing outside the paint early on in the season, but he was great. Yeah. Um, man, just a really good contest. Um, can you believe it was like seemingly two weeks ago where people were questioning Steph and his ability to lead a team and his ability to yeah, do it by himself? They were, they were questioning like his legacy about stuff like it was the, f- yeah. the fifth. Oh, you know, he has, yeah, the fifth he has game three this, rings, yeah. but. Yeah, three rings, what's he, what's, two MVPs. What's he doing now? Yeah, like, but, but oh. it's the fifth game of the season. They're like two and three. It's like, come on. Then he dropped sixty two. <laughs> and then everyone shut up. That's what I love about basketball so much is that is that in a week an entire narrative can change. You know, and it's like it's such a what have you done for me lately league, yeah. which is is crazy. And I think you did a great job to mention Draymond there as well. Draymond, I, I feel like is finally getting his respect, which of course he should have been all along. But, you know, with the way he's dealing with some of these young players like Wiseman, you see his leadership on the court. Yeah. And you see the way he is... He's he's such a great teammate. And, of course, he's the kind of person I used to... He used to rattle me so much. I'm not going to lie to you. I used yeah, to hate him. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Because I was like, oh, this guy's not even good. Like, he'll drop <laughs> eight, six, and five. And then, you know, he's out here celebrating and doing this. But he is, he is, like... He leads the league in, like, unmeasured... Like, you know them stats you can't measure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good off-ball screens, you know, help defense, whatever. All this stuff. He is just one hell of a player. And, and I love watching him in the Warriors right now. Yeah, I mean, great team. Um, they, they've, you know, the, the at, this, at least at the beginning of the season, there was talks about, you know, and even I had the same thing as well. As they had a very young team, you know, around guys like Stefan and Draymond, Wiggins and Oubre, yeah. who didn't have the experience of being on the, an actual team that's trying to make a deep run into the playoffs so he was kind of doubts about how that would uh, come about but I mean they've had some pretty good wins you know the win over the Clippers which I mean the Clippers do that big lead which you know I've said this numerous, numerous times in the, on the on the podcast where we you know blow leads um, <laughs> that's what you guys do yes that's that's our specialty um, yeah, but yeah they've had big wins over us and the Lakers you know which you know are, you know two best teams in the West so for them, if they can just keep on getting those type of wins against the lesser teams, because those are the games which sometimes kind of trip them up a little bit, then um, yeah. if they can stay around, you know, that four or five seed, potentially, I think that's probably the aim for them throughout the season. Definitely. I mean, that's that's the fun thing about them is they'll go and get massive wins like this, and then they'll slip up against the Kings or they'll slip up against, you know, whoever it may be, kind of at the bottom of the West, and uh, that's yeah. the, that's what just end of the day they're just fun to watch. Like yeah. you never know what you're gonna get with them. And and that's interesting, you know. The Lakers is like as much as I love watching LeBron, it's like you know what they're gonna do, you know how they're gonna play. They're a very they're an amazing defensive team, mm-hmm. but um, you know sometimes I even found myself rooting against LeBron for one of the first times in my life in, in, during that game, which was <laughs> really it was unusual. <laughs> yeah, it was so Damn. weird. I had a dream about LeBron a couple of nights before that as well. It was really weird. Not the fact I had a dream about him, but just the fact <laughs> I was rooting against him. Okay, okay, okay. Don't, don't ask questions. I dream about LeBron. I've, I've dreamt about him a few times, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. On the court, like basketball stuff, right? Sometimes. Okay, okay yeah. <laughs> sometimes sometimes we just out, I, I just see LeBron about, I'm like, oh shit, it's LeBron. Like, we just, you know, a couple of times I've been on the court with him, you know, one time I snuck into this, like, snuck into this gym and I was watching him and Steph play for some reason. Like, I was just there. <laughs> it was great, though. Damn. You know? Yeah, I guess my subconscious, I think about LeBron a lot. <laughs> yeah, Steph. Hey. That's... It happens, you know. Not really. Yeah, you can say it's weird. I don't care. I, don't <laughs> I, I, I ain't afraid to admit it. I think about LeBron James a lot. A lot of LeBron. <laughs> Get it off. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I like, the, I like that you gave a shout to... You know what I like about you, Chikudi? Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that you're, you're an honest fan. 
Um, yeah, yeah, I'd say that, yeah. Like, you know your basketball, but at the same time, you're willing to admit, you know, certain things about your team. I like that. You're not you're not a delusional fan, so that's good. One thing I have realised about us, though, and I'm going to use this transition to our next topic, Okay. is that we are very different fans in one sense. I feel like we both love basketball, mm-hmm. but you're the kind of basketball fan where you love every player, it feels like. And you or every star player, and you want everyone to be happy and have fun. That's, and mm, there was a, mm. and maybe not fun, but not every player. But okay. you are so positive around moves and free agency and trades, and you have been very positive about one big move that happened. And mm. this is what realized made me realize how much of a hateful person I am. <laughs> because <laughs> when I heard about this deal, I was like, Nah, they're ruining basketball. They're ruining the East. I don't want to see it. I hate mm. it. And you were like, Man. Welcome, James, to, to Brooklyn. Talk about the trade, man. Um, yeah, like, I, I, so f- the point you made before, right? So the big one, like the Golden State, when Golden State got KD, I was I was like you. I hated it. Like, I didn't want it to happen. Like, it, was, it was just useless. Okay, the main reason was because KD went to 73-9. But I mean, that's, you know, it's, it was five years ago as well. But, um, we can we can move on from, but yeah, you know, okay, I'm glad you were hurt by that because I feel like every fan should have been hurt. Yeah, yeah if you if you want a Warriors, it's on, the only way you want hurt is if you're a Warriors fan. But like, I mean, for this for this Brooklyn move, I mean, I, it just it's exciting to watch. You know, seeing KD and Kyrie there already. You know, the numbers that they were putting up by themselves. Now you're added in James Harden in there. Um, I mean, we'd spoke oh. we'd spoke about it. Like was it four episodes ago maybe when there was a yeah when, we spoke about it a while when there was rumors yeah, going on yeah there, there were strong rumors about it going on and it's kind of the same thing I'm, I'm echoing now it was obviously we haven't seen Kyrie play with those two yet apparently it's supposed to be happening uh, I think tomorrow today against Cleveland which you know yeah you know, good luck to Cleveland see if they can get, <laughs> for real let's see if they can get something going on there but um it's kind of hard like, quick, sorry what was that quick side note yeah yeah. If I'm Jarrett Allen, I'm trying to slap the shit out of every shot that comes into that paint. <laughs> I'm going so hard against them, man. Yeah, you have to. But yeah, they traded you away to Cleveland. Like, went, disrespect. But yeah, went, from like, <laughs> went from like potential NBA finals to what's sitting on the bench in Cleveland. And, getting... and they kept DJ. Yeah, I know, yeah. yeah. D- DJ, that's, that's KD and Carrie's boy, so like, he, he ain't going anywhere. Yeah, but what smacks it is like, Cleveland is the one team in the league that didn't need Jarrett Yeah, they have like 17 bigs. They're, they're building an army. I've, did you, just got did you see that lineup teams. that they had like a week ago? It was, it was ridiculous. It was Larry Nance, farm maker, Andre Drummond, JaVale McGee. Yeah, on the Larry Nance playing shooting guard. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> how you is know, that, I, how kind that of, I kind of like it though. I like that they basically said, right, we're not going to be too competitive. We're not going to win many games. Let's, let's just, just try something. Yeah, let's let's just be different. Yeah, yeah. let's have an identity. So, you know, shouts to them in it. But, um, yeah, it's a massive trade. Um, we're going to break down the trade and talk about winners and losers in a sec. But I'm going to give you your props, you know, because you were right. Um, I was, I'm going to have to eat some humble pie here. At first, I was very negative about this move. I was like, the Nets gave up too much. You know, it's kind of ruined basketball. It's ruined the competitiveness of the season. And then I watched that first game, and man, they were so fun to watch. Yeah. Just seeing hard and happy, him and KD. KD looks amazing, by the way. He looks so, 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 so good. You know, he's almost effectively missed. He, he was out a long time, and I'm glad he took so much time to come back, because he has come back 110%. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I forgot how beautiful it is watching Kevin Durant shoot the basketball. It is something special, man. Yeah, crazy. Um, and he's maintained his efficiency as well. That's that's the crazy. Which is insane, right? Craziest thing. It's like yeah, he's still as good as ever. Still can shoot over anyone in the league. It's amazing. It's like, we, you, like you, you, you miss watching. With you, we, we like you said with the um with the efficiency. I mm. feel like when Kyrie does come into the fold, there's going to be no drop off because he doesn't need to shoot a ridiculous amount of shots to yeah. be to be effective and to score points. And he has shown he can sacrifice, mm. whether James and and Kyrie can. So far, James has shown that he can, and Kyrie has done a good job of it with KD so far when he has played. Yeah. Whether they can do it with all three of them, we'll see. But yeah, you know what? I realized I was hating a little bit there. You know, it's it's a good move for the league. Basketball is more exciting. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be I honestly think this is a bit like do you remember when Carmelo was traded from the Knicks to OKC to the, sorry sorry no sorry from, to the Knicks from the Nuggets I do apologise okay yeah and it seemed like both teams got a little bit better like it worked for both teams involved and I think this was a good move the Rockets are going to be much better going forward maybe not now but in a few years time mm-hmm. you know I think it's a win 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 for everyone but let's quickly break it down so um if anyone doesn't know, Houston, of course, uh, gets in a weird way. They get Victor Oladipo, who came from the Pacers. They have got that was Dante Exum. That was that was a weird move. That was like, oh, we're just gonna. Th- I guess he was gonna leave in free agency. I think. Yeah. So the yeah. Pacers were like throw him in. Um, yes, yeah, so they got three of the Nets picks, a Milwaukee pick, and they've got pick swaps for 21, 23, 25, and twenty seven. So just in case they can't make something work with all that, yeah. like, hey, we'll just take your pick if it gets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that the Nets have learned absolutely nothing about pick swaps after what the Celtics did to them. Oh, with these, yeah. With these draft picks and swaps and everything. That's just that that trade, man. That, that, that was so that that seemed like self sabotage. Like honestly, like we traded all those for like Pierce and KG, who were mid thirties, and that's mm. that's crazy. To they, go with Joe Johnson and Darren Williams, who were mid thirties. Brook Lopez, who was like twenty seven or whatever, like ah, mm-hmm. who somehow days. is better now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure our, our picks, those picks turned into, I believe it was Jalen, Jason, and I think Marcus Smart was one of them. Not Tobias. Marcus Smart was one of them. Yeah. Was he one of them? Yes, he was. Yeah, that was yeah because we took him like that was the his first kind of rookie year was after they let those guys left. I think um, not Tobias Harris, sorry, uh, Grant Williams was one of our picks as well. I believe that was one of the next picks. So yeah. man, hopefully the Rockets will have seen that model and be thinking mm. we could do something here. You know, Houston's not the biggest free agent market, so let's try and draft and, and get a good team around keep John Wall healthy I'm not mad at this from the Rockets point of view what do you think do you think they could have got more or do you think this is this is a decent um I don't know it's, it's weird because like these picks are I mean they sound good like obviously play. getting getting free first round picks and like oh we got eight picks we have eight we have control over eight of Brooklyn's picks it sounds like mm-hmm. oh my god this is like huge but when you actually think about it they're getting next year's pick, which is from Brooklyn. Brook, that's going to be a late first rounder. You're getting that's going to be twenty five and above. Yeah, you're getting the year after that. You're getting the Bucks pick, which again the Bucks going to be good. That's a late first rounder. You're getting Brooklyn's pick again. That's a late first rounder. You're not going to pick swap with any of those picks for the, at least the next two or three years. Presume, yeah, presuming presuming dodge a bullet there. Probably. Yeah, it's presuming KD and and Harden and Kyrie obviously stay healthy. So you're yeah. really looking at twenty twenty six, twenty twenty seven in about six years' time when KD's like 38, which, I mean, is he, will he still be on the team? Is he still going to be as good? We never know KD, yeah. but you, yeah. like that's probably your best chance to get something of real value. And it's like, is and, it worth it? And by it? then, Brooklyn 
could have a couple championships by then. Yeah, by and then, it, yeah, they don't care. yeah, exactly. And it's like take the pick. Especially for like Oladipo as well. Like Oladipo goes on. I think he's. I think he's a better player than Karis Levert, but I give you that. Is he? You know, he's an expiring deal. He's twenty eight. He's got knee. He's got knee injuries. You're gonna have to give him a long term contract for this contract for this trade to be of value, in my opinion. So you can't yeah. just you can't really let him walk for nothing. Yeah. So we traded Harden for Dante Exum, Kuruks, and like free picks it's like it's, it's, not, it's not really I didn't even mention Kuru so I was like yeah, who, did, yeah I mean, it's, like, yeah, it's, it's just yeah. it's Kuru I saw him airball against like the ball sign <laughs> it's like nah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah wide open shot airball like nah that's, he, he, went, he was just a throwaway for sure but um, it's um it's a weird one isn't it yeah because it's, yeah. That, you make it sense I think it's definitely one of them ones where it looks better on paper mm. but you could find gems in the mid 20s to yeah, make yeah, first yeah. round yeah. or we've seen that Clearly, drafting NBA players is hard because a lot of teams strike out on it. Look at the Kings. They ain't drafted a star player in, in forever, you know. Boogie, I guess, was the last one. Darren Fox is looking nice. But, you know, there are some teams who have high picks consistently, don't make it work. Some teams, you know, just get the best out of players in the late rounds. Yeah. It's, it's a weird one. I think it looks good, but then I'd also say you can't put a price on a superstar. Like, yeah. Okay. You just can't. Even if you get three, two, three solid NBA players, even a couple all-stars... Very unlikely any of these picks turn into an MVP. Yeah, yeah, it's, so, it's, it's very rare. I'll, I'll but say then this I guess, for like, um, if I was if I was Philly, I would make I would have traded for him. I'll, I'll just say that is. Yeah. If if they if Houston wanted Ben, I, I would have gave him I would have gave him that for him. Obviously, I agree, obviously, I would've. obviously would have been obviously Tyrese Maxey who's been good for them this year and Matisse Tybal and and obviously a couple other picks, but yeah, I I, I just don't. I still don't trust Ben when it comes to the playoffs. Even though Philly have looked, they've looked good to start the season. And B's looked like you know one of the MVP front runners, but mm. Ben Simmons dropping six points in the, in playoff games, it's it's it, it two points like, in one. It's ridiculous. Jesus, yeah. yeah, I think he got one in in the game as well. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just sums it up in it. Yeah, I, I would definitely. I think Harden is a better point guard than Simmons as well. You can yeah. play him there wherever you play him. He's a better overall player. Mm. And I think once again, if you do have to throw some picks in or whatever. With Embiid, you're always going to be competitive. You're always going to be in with a chance in the East Conference, Eastern Conference. Mm. Definitely make that move. But um, you know, I'm, I'm not mad at it. It's exciting. Yeah, there is yeah. really now five teams that could win the East. Um, everyone is leaning towards the Nets. I would say just hold pump brakes on that a little bit. You know, let's see how these guys work out because there has been, man. You know, like I think this really does cover up what was turning into a bit of a media circus and just a bit of a just crazy situation with the Nets before. Yeah. And I think that part of the reason they made this trade is because Nets management weren't sure what was going on with Kyrie Irving and they weren't sure they could trust him. So they said, right, let's make sure we get a second star. And then if Kyrie does come back and he's playing his best and his mind and heart is with the team, great. We're mm-hmm. going to be unstoppable. If not, this does feel a little bit, with the timing, it does feel very, very interesting that Kyrie just went and pissed off for two weeks and then they made the trade happen yeah there was like that conspiracy about that like um, as soon as I think it was as soon as Kyrie stopped playing James Harden just like stopped trying for Houston like he his shot attempts went down and his free throws went down like <laughs> do you reckon they colluded yeah so, so as soon as Kyrie stopped playing James Harden bought a fat suit yeah basically like he was 100% wearing a fat suit there's no way he lost that much weight in three days that is ridiculous. Anyone that hasn't seen the pictures, maybe we'll tweet them out for you. You must have seen them. It's ridiculous. 
<laughs> Harden was looking like Mark Henry, and then three weeks later, he is ripped and in the shape of his life. Oh, uh, <laughs> Bro came out with like you know what he came. Do you know when you know when you're on Christmas on Christmas Day and you're you're tucking in and then you get like the meat sweats and you sit back and you're just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, came yeah. out with that with that aesthetic on, like he just had a big munch in the back and came straight out, <laughs> looking like an uncle at a barbecue, just like fed up, just trying to shoot the ball and just not his heart was not in it. Damn, that's tough. He was still cooking, dudes. That yeah. was hilarious, though, man. Just seeing Harden come out in that. <laughs> he had about six warm up jerseys on under. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, God. you know what? If you want to get traded, I've I've seen worse ways to get traded than wear a fat suit. Yeah, you got <laughs> Bledsoe tweeting, "I don't want to be here." You got you got AD with the that's all folks on the shirt. Like, there's there's create there's creative ways to to get traded. This there are creative ways to get traded, and like we said before, you know, if you're a superstar and you want to get traded, you will get traded. You have the leverage. If you don't want to be there, they'll always make a move just for the sake of the team. One thing I will say though is didn't like his comments uh, on the team after his last game. Um, comments, you know, that, of course, Boogie Cousins replied to. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's happy now, and I'm glad he's happy, and he's going to perform better with teammates he wants to be around. But at the same time, man, you can't be out throwing your team under the bus after, what is it, nine games? Yeah, like, he just flat out came out and said, like, we're just not good enough. <laughs> Disrespect. <laughs> he could have said we're not good enough. He came out and said, to some extent, of, the guys in this locker room just aren't good enough. Yeah, like that. that like, he that. specifically... Let's know it's the players. Yeah, like, like of all people, like he should know. Like it's it's a long way to the playoffs. Like his teams, you know, it's they take they have slow starts, they have hot starts, whatever. But I mean, for him to just flat out say that, I mean, you're, again, you're playing against Lakers as well. It's not like you're playing like the the Pistons or something. Like you're yeah, playing against, it's, it's not an awful loss. It's yeah, an you're, expected you're, loss. You're playing the current champs and back to back games, and Lakers feeling good. And yeah. yeah, I mean, for him to say that, it, it was a bit, it was a bit below the belt. Yeah. Because, I mean, there are some organisations where you look at some organisations and I'm like, right, like the Kings, for example, they're a notorious organisation who haven't looked after star players, you know, haven't got guys' help. Yeah. Cavs as well, to some extent. Not, not but Cavs back in the day with LeBron. The Rockets seemed like they did everything they could to keep James happy. Yeah, they did. They traded for Howard. No, so they signed Howard to free agency. They, they traded traded for CP3. Howard didn't want him. They traded for Russ. Russ requested trade. And it, was, it just felt like, you know, they were trying to do what they can and... Yeah. Obviously, he didn't deliver on the chip. You know, they to me they should have at least went to the finals once in in twenty twenty eighteen. Well, I mean, they, they missed they missed thirty nine three pointers in game seven. Yeah, tw- in twenty eighteen. I know at least one hundred. At least eight final. of them were Harden. Yeah, yeah. Just 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 ridiculous loss, and that's the one thing that worries me because I'm I'm not hating like I was. I'm on the side of you. Like these guys are great players. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see them happy and back on the court and just together. Mm-hmm. But the way I describe it is kind of like. If you if you meet a girl, yeah, and mm. when you meet her, she has a man, yeah. and she cheats on her man with you, what do you think she's gonna do to you? Harden has Harden has snaked out his teammates to get out of Houston. You have Kyrie, who has thrown Celtics players under the bus, ran over him a couple of times, gone to Brooklyn. What do you guys think is gonna happen if things start going badly in Brooklyn? Is it gonna be time to throw KD under? Is it gonna be Steve Nash that takes the brunt of it? My only concern is you have two guys in Harden and and Kyrie who are very much used to getting their own way mm, that's true I think, are I think, they going to yeah. be able I, I think it's it's different now because Kyrie had that in Boston where he was unquestionably the best guy he was the leader Harden's had that he for the mad. past Harden's had that for the past eight, nine years where he's been the best guy now it's it's KD's team I'd say it's K, KD was the guy without who, a doubt Brooklyn was 
KD was the guy that Brooklyn wanted. And it was, okay, we'll also get Kyrie. It wasn't the other way around. It was, okay, we're going to get KD and we'll get Kyrie as well. So if KD's able to kind of rein in those guys a little bit, if Kyrie, it doesn't seem that they would. I mean, Harden's, Harden's the kind of guy that like, like, loves to hoop. I mean, he just loves yeah. playing basketball. He doesn't, he's not really going to, I'd say, go out of his way. I mean, he knows KD as well. They played, obviously, you know KC together. But if they can kind of figure out that type of hierarchy of, okay, this is KD's team, we're coming to make his job yeah. easier, then it could be. But, I mean, you never really know because they've both had yeah. those type of situations in, in their early clubs. I definitely see Kai, uh, sorry, KD being able to like kind of big brother the situation and like, hey guys, let's get focused. Keep he has the championship experience, you know, which yeah. Kyrie has to some extent, but not to the same level. Kyrie's shown that he can he can sacrifice. Sorry, KD has shown he can sacrifice, and yeah. I feel like he with that Warriors experience. If anyone can get these two guys to buy in to sacrificing and you know to meeting a team goal, it's definitely Kevin Durant. Yeah, but they need to be aware. Yo, Kevin Durant is not only the best team on this best player on his team he's the best player in the Eastern Conference for me hands down right now maybe sure. in the entire league he looks unstoppable you guys need to give him the ball and get the hell out of the way sometimes and even if it's just as simple as you guys are so talented just stop just taking games off personal reasons stop wearing fat suits stop doing any <laughs> of this stupidness because let's be real on a talent basis they are the favourites to go to the NBA Finals yeah, for sure. Yeah, talent. It's it's gonna be something we haven't mentioned is is defensively. You know, about the question about that, but yeah, for sure, talent. That that might be one of the best, the most talented big threes we've ever seen in terms we've of seen. pure basketball talent. That's for sure. They and the pressure is on them for sure for, to get that finals. Yeah. yeah, everybody's expecting it. So, um, can they deliver on just, that? Worth we'll waiting to see. You're right. I was just about to say the team that. The, possibly the the most likely team to beat the Brooklyn Nets is themselves. You know they could really you know ruin their own chances with the way they act and the way they kind of get along. But also you made a great point there. Defensively, that first game against the Magic, I saw endless highlights from uh, from uh, KD and Harden. You know I watched the game. That was a that wasn't a that wasn't a blowout. That was a close game. Yeah, Vucevic. The Magic. Had, he had a great game. Vucevic. Vucevic had a great game. Do you see Jeff Green try and guard Vucevic? Yeah, <laughs> bro, he looked like PJ Tucker trying to guard Anthony Davis. He looked outmatched. And Vucevic is a baller. Yeah, but, yeah. Vucevic, he ain't on the level of of Embiid, of mm. AD, Jokic. What's gonna happen when they go up against these teams with elite big men? Yeah, that's it, problems. It, I think definitely a worry. Um, I've, they do they do still have a couple roster spots open, but I mean the the free agent market is a bit. It's a bit bare right now. They may have to make a couple of trades to some guys, but um, yeah, that's that's definitely going to be one thing for them because we saw in the in the game against the Bucks, um, they had DeAndre Jordan on Giannis, which to an extent, how does it work? It worked. DJ had some had some couple of solid defensive stances on Giannis, but yeah, you're not going to put a DeAndre Jordan on the Giannis for a, a, a playoff series, for example, because you know consistently he Milwaukee, they will fit the yeah they will figure out a way to take advantage yeah, of it for sure. So. Um, whether or not that's gonna have to be a, a KD thing or a Jeff Green assignment, we'll have to wait and see. But definitely, um, defensive floor is worried for them. It's gonna be they're gonna be exciting as hell to watch. They're gonna be in endless shootouts. There's gonna be off the court drama, but overall, I think the league is a, is better for it. Um, and yeah, defensively, big questions. Of course, like we said, Jarrett Allen, I think, is a great young player. Um, he was one of my picks along with Karis Levert for Sixth Man of the Year. That ain't mm. gonna happen because both of them got traded. Um, yeah. You know, he of course sent to Cleveland's. You know, sorry, Jarrett. And I um, just want to give a mention as well to Karis Levert, who of course went to the Pacers in that swap. And he is he is um, during 
I mean, this trade, I heard someone tweet that this trade could have potentially saved his life. I don't want to go that deep because I don't know the extent of, of his illness. Yeah. But of course, during the trade, uh, during the medical, uh, the physical for that trade, they found the found lump um, or the mass. I, I Just prayers up to him. That's all I want to say is we really yeah. hope that everything is cool with Karras. Great young player. Had such a promising start to the season. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you. When I saw a trade to Indiana, I was like, this is great for him. He's going he's gonna to have so much opportunity here. Yeah, him, him and Sabonis. Sabonis having a great year. Miles Turner, great, great year. year. Um, Malcolm Brogdon as well having a really good Indiana's has been really solid this season as well. Um, yeah. So, I mean... He, I thought it was a great move. But yeah, it was definitely a great very, move. Very, very sad. You can, yeah, for full of... Uh, obviously, you um, just talk about the, the basketball side of it. You, you can kind of... Oladipo, we talked about before, you know, might not resign, and there was always the rumours about that. Levert, you got, you got him locked up for an additional three years. He's two years younger, yeah. so that fit around him as a bonus and Brogdon could be good but yeah I mean like what you said before like that it, it really could have actually just saved his life because yeah. you know it, it could have been until next season when they had done the physicals again and I mean you know you never know what could happen so it's Definitely. really really sad to think about Definitely sad to think about, but thank God they found it, and thank God he is um, he is going to start getting some treatment soon. We wish him nothing but the best, and if he does, yeah. if he's able to come back, which of course we all hope he is, they could be a, a real problem and a real contender for years to come with that great core of the, those two and Miles Turner playing well as well, which I was wrong about again. <laughs> I make predictions, bro. You know what? Yeah, he's he's been he's been the same guy. He's just blocking more shots. <laughs> You know what? Thank you. Okay, cool. Because I'm seeing hella block stats, but let's be honest, he's still he's still the same average player he was. He's he's he's, he's like the most point. frustrating guy. He's he's like he's got the size, he's got the athleticism, three point shooter, stretch five. He's so inconsistent. He gives me a little bit like a Michael Beasley vibes. He averages like, he, he average like six six rebounds a game. Like, but you're seven foot. Like, come on. Yeah. How are you four blocks a game, but only six rebounds? Come on. Do you know how much harder it is to block a shot than <laughs> a rebound? <laughs> Especially you're like, on, you're like the tallest guy in the court all the time. So like, come on, Miles. I always feel like uh, rebounds are a little bit of like a like an interest stat or kind of like a how switched on you are, how much you want it. Like Westbrook gets so many rebounds because he wants the ball and he cares. He cares about stuff. Like that just seems like Turner's like, oh, you know, someone else will get it. It's fine. Yeah, like them short point guards like Kyle Lowry, Pat Bev, like they get like, they, they, get they, they average four to five to six rebounds a night because it's like they just want the ball. Yeah, and, like, and that's some, a six big... nothing, six one. Yeah, some, yeah, some, some bigs, bigs just don't... Brook Lopez averages like four a game. It's a bit mad. It's like, unless the ball falls in his lap, he ain't going to crash the ball hard. Mm, yeah. um, let's quickly go on to this now. As, um, COVID issues, you know, I hate to keep bringing this up because this has been the bane of our existence for the last year. Yeah. But a lot of players have been missing games. A lot of players have isolation issues. You know, Kyrie's had some issues with, you know, being out on social distancing and whatever. You know, Celtics have been out, Jay, uh, Jason and, and Jalen, for a while. Yeah. Um, do you think this season will continue do you think the NBA needs to do harsher measures do you think maybe they have like a two week circuit breaker what do you think is uh, is the NBA's answer to this because it is clearly an issue yeah um, I, I'm not sure they've they've done a, a great job so far to start the season um, I think the fact that they've had to introduce some of these measures 10 games in makes it seem as if you know it, it wasn't all it wasn't really all, all the way fought through you know some of the stuff that we've been talking about you know they've, they're banning like hugging after games and stuff like that. It's like it, it just seems a bit like we're clutching the straws. You know, I, I think the main thing was the the Jason Tatum Bradley Bill incident where they they hugged after the game and Tatum was found positive for COVID and they had yeah. to um uh hold Bill out of the game called contact tracing and it's like you know it, 
to make it out of that and there's no hugging but you know you're guarding each other for you know the whole game stuff like that which makes it seem a bit like they don't really have a legit plan um but i mean it, it does seem a bit you know a bit cruel you know to have some of these teams play with only eight players and nine players and that Sixers game was ridiculous yeah six the first i think the first time we saw that where they had i think only Danny Green was the only starter that actually played for the six. He oh, that was terrible as well watching Danny Green. <laughs> watching Danny Green have to craze on shots was tall oh, that was tough. <laughs> that was tough to watch, hang on. That was that was a tough game. <laughs> that was tough. He had like the game against the Hawks as well, he was like over ten or something, over nine, whatever he was. That like poor. But I mean, I I think the league would they would benefit from some sort of Maybe a two-week break, but I mean, they, they've already said that they, they don't really have much plans for it. I mean, it's a business at the end of the day. Like, the, yeah. you know, they still make money and stuff like that, but... Uh, it's a tight schedule, I get sure. that. Yeah. they got to do something. I feel like that's... I'm so glad you said that. I'm not going to speak too much more on it because you really hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. But it just feels like they're just putting out statements and policies just to kind of keep people happy or make people look like they're doing something. Yeah. You can't tell me that after guarding a man for forty eight minutes that I can't give him a hug. Like that that's that's what that's what did the COVID is what me coming and dapping up at the end of the game. Mm. Like I wasn't up in this guy's face for the entire and every other man on the court, you know? Yeah. Let's be honest now. That's 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 ridiculous. Um it is a tough one and like once again if you're gonna really follow these protocols safely with the whole track and trace thing, then if Tatum has it realistically every player on that Wizards team and every player on the Celtics team should have had to go into isolation you can't be like oh well they were on the same court but you know they were guarding different. you can't be like oh just yeah, yeah, only yeah. players that guarded Jason because yeah, if you like... guarded him and then you're back on the same team playing afterwards or team bus or whatever mm-hmm. it's all going to mix you know and especially with the sheer number of games and the sheer number of road trips and travelling that goes involved there were going to be these cases yeah. I think I agree you know there's no all-star break just having a simple two-week break you know get everyone everyone to stay in your goddamn house for a bit you know give them a fresh start you know slow it down but also just increasing additional roster spots um, and you know getting more kind of like the uh, the NFL has been a great success this year they only had they didn't have to cancel a single game they just they, there was it? like three or four oh. games where they mm. moved them back a day or two okay and it was hilarious there was one game where like there was no like a whole position group was missing so like there was the one team had no running backs. Oh, oh wow! Oh sorry, sorry, no, no quarterbacks, no quarterbacks. Sorry, okay, which yeah. is like the equivalent of a team having no point guards, and then mm-hmm. you know it's like like Dwight Howard playing point guard for the Sixers or whatever. Yeah. Um, but they got through it, and that's because they have really big practice squads, and it's like okay, ten man went down, we pull up ten guys from here. So whether that's what you do with the G League coming back, you know, and you kind of use players, um, from that, but I think there needs to be more opportunities for you know, maybe to sign some new guys off the street to come in and just be part of the organisation ready to step up for these moments. But, mm. um, you know what, the NBA could have done a better job, but, you know what, it's a tough situation. I ain't going to give them too much. Yeah, they, they have, they have no experience of being around it. You know, it's, it's first year. It, we, don't know how, we don't know how long it's going to... This could be happening next season as well. You know, they, they should there are, be... There are, they yeah. should be better for it coming into next year. There are going to be some growing pains, you know. It's not going to be perfect. Yeah, for sure. But, they did a great job with the bubble, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt here. They'll get it right. Um, heading into the last thing we want to get into today, or one of the last two things, is it's been two, three weeks into the season now, with three, four weeks. Yeah. Um, we love some overreactions. I love What I love about the NBA is that after one game, people get crazy up and crazy down on certain statements <laughs> and certain players and teams, and I thought it would be fun for us to do that. So hit us up on Twitter if you want to agree with us, if you want to just tell us we're stupid and we're reacting. That's the whole point of this. Uh, Chikudi. Hit me up with a, with a, it's way too soon, but... 
Yeah, all right. It's way too <laughs> okay. Um, it's way too soon, but Nicholas Batum is the best player in NBA history. He's, <laughs> he's the goat. He he's he's one of the best players to ever touch basketball. He's the goat. That that man is he's so good at basketball. The IQ on the the IQ, the shooting, the playmaking, the defense for that for, for my Clippers team. We got him in the minimum as well. Um, I think it's fair to say brilliant, a lot, brilliant a lot, move. A lot of Clipper fans want. I'm gonna say that they were they weren't expecting much from you know from what we saw the past 18 months when he was in Charlotte and he was a sit on the bench collecting money, um, averaging you know two points three points a game wasn't doing much. Yeah, and. You know, for him to get waived for the Clippers, for him to get waived by the Hornets, and you see, you know, from what he said, a lot of contenders were in for him, the Nets, the Warriors, the Jazz, some of these other teams are in for him. And thankfully he chose us, you know, Kawhi, PG, uh, Ty Lue, they'd spoke to him, convinced him to come. And I mean, being a starter, you know, starting power forward for us, um, Marcus Morris uh, now are um, off the bench for us as well. I mean, he's been really good for us, Nick Batum. And yeah, he's, he's the GOAT. That, yeah, the greatest, you know what? The greatest I've seen. I ain't even mad at that because he's been real nice. You know, I love Clippers. Uh, Clippers Twitter has really adopted Batum as their cult hero this season. I yeah. love seeing all the good positive vibes about him. One thing I'll say is like, he's a weird player because I feel like he may be the only player in NBA history that is the exact same amount of good at everything. Like on 2K, I expect his stats to be 75 passing, 75 defense, <laughs> rebounding, yeah. shooting. He is very solid at every single aspect of the game. Yeah. He excels at nothing, but he is a great all-round player and he has been great. I am mad at that. Um, I'm going to go, my one is, it's way too soon, but Peyton Pritchard is the greatest number 11 in Celtics history and his jersey will be retired. <laughs> I love this man so much. He is nice, nice. And I'm not going to lie, when I saw we drafted him, I was like, who the hell is this little white dude we drafted? Like, what's, mm. what's he going to do? We've got some, a good a good number of guards. Some TJ McConnell. Like. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he is coming. He is. I was going to say he's crafty, but like as Steve Nash says, crafty is just another word for white. But he has been so good. And he has made game-winning shots. He's been great defensively, picking pockets of dudes. Another observation was, I was like, why are we giving this guy number 11? This jersey's been cursed. Like, every year we have a new number 11, it seems like. And for better or worse, they leave all the time, whether it's Cantor, whether it's Kyrie, whatever. Oh, yeah, Cantor. Cantor as well. I forgot my Cantor, yeah. Bro, just, it's a revolving door at number 11, mm. but no more. No more, yeah. Hayton Pritchard. I really wouldn't, like, obviously we're kind of, we're bullshitting a little bit here, but I really wouldn't be surprised if in the next season or two he takes over from Kemba Walker as starting point guard. He has been excellent. Yeah, he's been really, really, really good. Really good. I mean, he, you had Carson Edwards, Traymond Waters, you're kind of your third choice, fourth, fourth choice point guards, you're kind of undersized guys, but Pritchard's kind of, he's overtook from them and he's been really good for you. I mean, him and Jeff Teague, Jeff Teague's a bit, he's a bit uh, at times, but you know, um, yeah. yeah, Pritchard's been really good for you guys. Really, really yeah, good. Yeah, I've, I've loved watching him, man. Once again, we just seem to just, Brad Stevens just finds these rookies out of nowhere and, and they play. But yeah, that's been fun, man. Any other, any other little outlandish statements from yourself? Um, I've got a few here, man. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'll, I'll just do one more, and then I'll, I'll let you go. Um, go on, let me get one more. Uh, this, this is a. It's, it's, this one's bad. It's about Blake. You know, um, Oof. my my boy Blake. You know, uh, had a a really rough start to the season, and um, my boy, he could be washed. He this could be the end. <laughs> this could be the end of it. He could you be done. Multiple knee surgeries. Um, the last game he had against the Heat. Two of eight from the field, five points. He played thirty-five minutes Oof. as well. 
He's, oh. he, he just seems like he just, he's just hesitant to shoot anymore. He's averaging 13.6 rebounds, four assists. Um, I don't put that much blame on him. I blame I blame Reggie Jackson. I blame Andre Drummond. <laughs> I blame Stan Van Gundy for overusing him in his last good year in Detroit when he was playing on the torn meniscus and he dropped 45 in OKC and he still lost the game. That that was that game was horrific. Was that the year when they were eight seed against the Bucks? Yeah, they got swept. Yeah. Yeah, he came back for like game and he was four and he was clearly just, limping. And it was but horrible. he was still balling out. <laughs> yeah, he was the best one in the court for the, for yeah. the Pistons. <laughs> that game against OKC was that made me sick. That was like the last great game Blake ever had, and yeah. and I blame them because they overused him. And now he's he's on big money. He's overpaid. He's getting made fun of by the Heat announcer. They they're making fun of him and. It's not, it's, it's not nice. It's not great. It's not great. He's only free one. Have, have some respect stuff. for Blake. That's the problem for like somebody's like, I don't see him being a Vince Carter and just like suddenly adapting, adapting a new style of game and yeah. becoming a bench player. Like, I want to remember Blake. Like, I remember D-Rose. I want to remember them as high-flying, as, you know, the most exciting players in the league. And you know what? Blake's had a good career. I don't want to see him in a few years coming off the bench hitting mid-range jumpers playing 12 minutes Blake oh God. <laughs> when this so when this ridiculously big contract is done yeah. please ride off into the sunset come to the Clippers and back up back up power forward for us sign them in on. oh for real I thought you were going to be like come and sign a 10 day and then retire here oh bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah you might you know them them knees yeah, them, them knees might give up in about, in about three years I yeah, you, might, you, have to, you might have to wheel him into the stable center <laughs> Bless him, man. In all, in all seriousness, I wish Blake well, but he needs to just, yeah. Pistons fans, I'm sorry. Season, oh, season's done, Blake's done. Jeremy Grant's like, I thought I'd get some kind of help. Damn. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He I would have played with Jokic to this. <laughs> you got his numbers out. He's averaging 25 a night, so props to him. He is doing well. Shouts to him. Um, I'm going to get last. Just got a rattle off a quick, quick couple minor ones. Okay. Um, it's, it's only a few weeks into the season, but Lamelo Ball is the greatest ball brother, and it's not close. And he is going to have an amazing NBA career. He has been special. Um, Terry Rozier is back, and I want to hear nothing about it. He is going to be a star point guard in this league, like I said he would three years ago before he went to Charlotte. Charlotte is no longer a place for careers to go and die. Yep. Um, the last one I'm going to go with is Mavericks miss the playoffs or need the play-in tournament to make it in because they are not looking good right now and I do not see them having a successful season and I once again contradict myself because I picked Luka to win the MVP mm, hate to see it you hate, hate, you to, hate see to see it, it. I mean but, they, they've had some Paul is back they've had some Covid stuff but yeah that, that loss to the Bulls that loss to the Raptors rough, rough. They, they're in a rough race they're in a rough place right now they had that amazing win against the Clippers and then since then it's been yeah, awful what, and what win what happened what happened I, I, uh, that's up about like twenty. That's twenty twenty. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but um, <laughs> but also they have the worst jerseys in the league. I hate their green jersey. I hate their white and gold jersey. That white, no, that white and gold jersey is cold. You like it? I, I like that. It's like it reminds me. It's like Real Madrid vibes. I feel like that's why they did okay. it because of, of Luca. Luca. They're, they're trying to they're trying to just like bred him for like oh, let's let's give him Real Madrid jersey. But like I like that. That's Bro, cool. you. The fans can't see me right now. Listeners can't see my hands are on my head. That's such a good point. I didn't realize. You know that what? Yeah. Well. You know how the Mavs. I hate the green jerseys, bro. You know the green jersey. How they like change the court for it. Yeah. They should do that for the white and gold. They should have made it like gold on the sides. White. white like it would have been better. And imagine they do get to the the playoff or even the finals, and then they're playing on the white and gold the gold court. Like, jerseys. That could that could be nice. But yeah, I hate the jerseys. Speaking of jerseys, um, Miami's jersey stinks. 
the the um oh that purple, why why that pink one <laughs> why? that's yeah that monstrosity why have they gone so hard yeah like it's the third year in a row like they went pink by itself they went uh, light blue by it's itself Nike. Now it's Nike now Nike must be stopped yeah they, they overdo it now yeah. but do you remember like the first year Nike had the NBA jerseys and the Heat had that black and pink jersey and it was cold yeah yeah I think that was D-Ways D-Ways last year I think D-Ways last year bro like Miami Knights thing like man they were wearing that to wireless like everyone was wearing <laughs> that jersey man, man them I saw wearing that, that, that Miami Heat jersey I thought you buy one I worked at Nike <laughs> um, yeah and it's like that's the problem like here's the thing with, with Nike and I've realised with the NBA jerseys when they get something good they just repeat the living shit out of it and then they, they force it yeah they rinse and yeah. they rinse it out and then it's like you've gone too much like last year the pink one was not bad it didn't bang why have mm. you gone and made this weird ombre blue into pink slush puppy ass yeah not, yeah, slush, yeah, yeah, yeah horrible it's rough. Thankfully, it's the last year of it. Thankfully. thankfully. Thank new, new colour scheme is needed desperately for that. Please. I'll please, take orange at this point. I mean, this anything but that, like, pink and blue, this, that, no. It's, it's fun coming from you, though, because the Clippers have had some of the best jerseys in the league for Ooh. the last 10 years now. Yeah, like. You guys always have nice jerseys. Those LA, the City ones we had last year. The, the Compton ones. Yeah, like them, them GTA, like, style font. Like, oh, that the font. Good. Yeah. <laughs> And then this year we flipped the colours around. We just went black and then now I was to white, so... Clean. Yeah. We need a red Clean. jersey, though, because it's been a couple of years since we've had a red jersey. Yeah. I want to know who got who who was responsible for the Celtics special edition jerseys. Oh, my God. Having <laughs> just... So why does it need to have the full name of the team? Boston Celtics. Have one or the other. The font looks so boring. The Dead, f- isn't it? It's like... there's uh, It just seems like... Dead. Why are we just, wearing white on the road? I don't like it. It's dead. Just yeah. Boston Celtic. No logo. The most basic thing I've seen. Yes, yeah. I feel like they're trying to give like shouts maybe to like an older generation, like maybe the 60s, 70s Celtics or whatever. Yeah, but, maybe. Yeah. But them jerseys are trash. Yeah. Bring back Adidas on the on the on the jerseys, I say. But hey ho. Um <laughs> thing that's it for today, you know. I want to give a quick um just prayers up to Kat as well, because I know Carl Anthony Town's been dealing with COVID. He's been through a real rough time with that. So yeah. I want to extend prayers up to him. I hope he recovers soon. He may have recovered already, fingers crossed. Him and Carol, sure. you know, definitely big big shouts to those guys. Bro, there was one thing I was gonna get into. I don't know if we have time. I'm gonna put it out very quickly, very quickly, because it won't be relevant next time we do a pod. But do you remember last week or last episode? Mm-hmm. We had a, a UK instrumental for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had both by Heady One. Were you feeling like instrumental? It was good, you know. I liked it. Yeah, you weren't mad at it. Okay, cool. Because I know previously you've been very against getting into UK rap music. No, no, no. UK you... drill. UK drill. UK drill. I do apologize. You've been very against drill, mm-hmm. and trying to get you in some of this UK stuff has been tough. So I know you're very much into your favorite. You you like your American rap, so do I. Mm-hmm. I want to ask, what do you know about she- uh, sea shanties? I've never heard of that in my life. You've never heard of a sea shanty? No. Because I asked because people that listen to might might know. Yeah. These things have been popping off lately, yeah, on our Instagram. One dude is playing his car with his boy. I'm not gonna lie to you, yeah. It's kind of hype. I never. Can I give what, you? What is I it? I don't your... even know what you're talking it's, about. It's <laughs> like it? okay, do you know like um, Paris of the Caribbean? Yeah. Have you seen Paris of the Caribbean? It's like the songs that them pirate man man them would sing back in the day. Oh okay okay okay. Yeah. Oh shanties so okay yeah, yeah shanties okay, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah see yeah, sorry okay, it's yeah, the, yeah. the the mic issues whatever I'm even mumbling a bit. But yeah, if I play you a second, like five, ten seconds of this, yeah. Okay. I just want you to get your opinions. Is this, is this, is this fire or not? 
Is this for a future instrumental? Bro, I'm sorry. That is a <laughs> your face right now. That Wait, is Wellerman by. I don't Bob know what just Jones. happened. What, what just happened? <laughs> Basically, yeah. I saw this on Insta. It's these two dudes in the car and they're playing this, and there's a hype that they're doing. They're going bar for bar with this song. And I feel like this could be the way forward with rap music. Maybe Sea Shanty is a, a hot for this 2021. You know what, yeah? <laughs> if you want to put that as instrumental, then just, you know, find find instrumental for that. And then one, one episode, cool we can put that in. You're cool with it? For now. For now. As of right now, yeah. I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate that. Although I'm not going to do that to our listeners. Because we, know, <laughs> <laughs> we know our listeners. That's going to be all-time love. So they're going to turn that shit on. Like, what is this? This ain't no Hoopies podcast. <laughs> Bang. And then next thing you know, the, the Hoop Dreams podcast ceased to exist. Yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to run some some stupidness there to get your thoughts on it because I know you're a big rap connoisseur, big music connoisseur. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Oh, that's so right. thing as well. <laughs> Space Jam 2. Have you seen the GIF? Have I seen what? The GIF for Space Jam 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, LeBron and he's like looking up or something. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why they only released the GIF. They released, the GIF. no, they released like, it was a second long. That's still a gif, my guy. One second long, it's still a gif. It's still a gif. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I don't know why. I don't know when like, the whole trailer's coming out. Probably a couple I, months I saw, I saw, I saw the post, and then I clicked on it. I kept waiting. I thought my phone was glitching, because I kept seeing the same one second. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, this is really all they've released. Yeah. When, when's Space it coming out? Like, June or something? June, July. I assume as soon as the season's done, it will come out, yeah. and then LeBron will be out to promote the hell out of it. But you know what, man? The reason I bring this up is because anyone that's struggling uh, during this lockdown time, whether you're in America where things are a bit more normal, whether you're here where we're still going through this, just remember that Space Jam 2 is coming, people. And if you need a light at the end of the tunnel, this is what's getting me through, that I'm going to, at some point, with the boys, I'm going to link up, we're going to go, maybe Chiquiti will come through, you know, Hoop Dreams represent. I'm going to go to the cinema, I'm going to sit down with my popcorn and my ice blast, and I'm going to watch LeBron James in the cinema. And that, that's what's getting me through 2021 right now, I'm not going to lie to you, Chiquiti. <laughs> Sounds like a good play. Hey, that's it, man. I need something to look forward to. But yeah, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we got another episode coming hopefully next week. Make sure you stay tuned. We've got some big plans. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter as always. Chikudi, I'll let you. I'll let you sign off. Yeah, guys, thank you so much. Listen to the episode. It's the first one of 2021. Hopefully, this year is better than 2020. And yes, we'll see you guys later. Peace. We'll see you guys soon. Take care.